Hey everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkInSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. Let's see if I remember how to do this. It feels like I haven't pushed out a new episode in a while. Yes, I took a break, a little vacation, my first and only one of 2020. That means I totally 100% disconnected, and that means also that there is a ton of work for me to do today. Everything just piles up. You ever notice that? Vacation is awesome. But the work doesn't go away. It just kind of piles up. And then you get back and it's super rough and you've got a full email inbox and all these people want things out of you, blah, blah, blah. Today so far, kind of rough start. But enough about me. Who's ready to start 2021? Woohoo! I am feeling pretty pumped. I'm not just faking enthusiasm right now. I am feeling like things are turning a corner for all of us in the sports world, uh, in the general health of our world kind of stuff. Um a bit overwhelmed at this moment right now, but I think things are looking up for 2021, which is why this episode is going to focus on a lot of the trends that I see in sports employment hiring for 2021. Again, not just informed based on my own knowledge and experience, informed on the people that I'm talking to that sometimes go on the record and sometimes go off the record, but I'm hearing lots of good things. Before we get to that, let's start this outright with our first stat line of 2021. Now, this is important. This will give us baseline data for the year. So as we continue talking throughout the year, we can observe the trends as they relate to right now at this moment. So kind of cool, right? So like in August when we're talking and you guys are listening, because I know you will be because you'll be addicted to this content. In August, when we say, hey, look, back in January, here's where we were, and this is the kind of growth we've had. This kind of moment right now, this baseline is important, so let's, let's get into it. Okay, for those of you new to the podcast, welcome. Every Monday, I provide a snapshot of the data behind sports employment. We are WorkInSports.com, the number one job board for the sports industry, and we've been doing this for 20 years. We have tons of current data and historical trends. Now, if you're a new listener, on Wednesdays, I do industry-relevant interviews. And this month, we have some incredible, incredible people lined up. Some of our most popular guests to date. See, I'm getting back into the groove of things, which means I'm stumbling over my words. This is totally normal for me. I am on brand already. Okay, some of our best guests to date, enunciate, uh, have been in the talent acquisition roles, right? So Maylin Vu from the Cleveland Indians, Colleen Scholes from the Philadelphia Eagles, Mark Coscarello from the USGA. Those have been some of our most, our most popular guests of all time. More so than Lee Steinberg, super agent to the stars. Um, more so than other CMOs and major executives. People in our audience love the talent acquisition managers. So we have loaded up this month. We have three. We were going to have four. But then, well, I'll, I'll spring that on you a little bit later. Something happened, and I had to get that person in this month as well. So anyway, big focus on talent acquisition and the trends for 2021, and we're going to hit that off today, starting out with a stat line. Data point number one. Currently, on WorkInSports.com, there are 15,473 active sports jobs. Now, that far surpasses most other job boards connected to the sports industry, but it is about set down about 7% from our last stat line. Don't worry, that is to be expected. Between Christmas and New Year's, employers aren't really posting jobs, so it's no surprise the number is down a little. The rebound starts now. Data point number two. 
we've added 954 jobs in the last week, which sounds pretty good, but that's actually way down from our norm. Our, our norm is much higher than that. We're down 58% from the previous week. But again, I've already explained why. We don't need to really dig deeper into why people aren't posting jobs on Christmas Day or New Year's Day or in between. So there's not a lot of action in those days, so the numbers are a little bit lower. But when we go one step deeper, it brings us to data point number three. So yes, 954 jobs added last week divided by seven days would be an average of 136 jobs per day. Not a bad average, but not a great average either. But let's add some recency to the trend line. Just today, 278 jobs have been added. And I'm recording this at around noon Eastern time. So the trend for the last week was 136 jobs per day. But just today, January 4th, Monday, January 4th, 278 jobs already added today. We're starting to trend back up. This is what people were waiting for. January, post jobs, get the new budget, get new requisitions out there. Let's start making things happen. So this is a time where we're going to start to see that rebound happening. This is when times things pick up. Activity starts growing through the roof. And it is the most important time to, for you to be on top of the action. Okay, part two of the stat line for all you new listeners. I also provide three cool jobs that are fresh on the job board, workinsports.com, just to give you a little taste of what's out there. I guess it's misleading to make this part of the stat line since it's totally subjective and stats are kind of not that, but this is where I want to put it, so I do. Job number one. Director of Fan Experience at Stanford University. Okay, so this position will oversee a team whose ultimate charge is to create a compelling in-venue experience for our student-athletes and fans alike. This team will design, program, and direct events that satisfy the evolving preferences of fans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which is super cool, right? We have so many people. I find so many people that I get to know in sports love the live action, the pace, the creativity, the engagement with the fans. If you have that creative spirit and you love the live events, this is a really good place for you. And if you have kids, maybe you get discounted tuition to Stanford. I mean, if you're on staff, that should have some benefit, right? I'm not, I'm not telling you that happens, but I don't know, it could, which would be pretty awesome. Talk about benefits. If you don't have kids, who cares? Still a good job. Job number two, marketing associate at Burton Snowboards. Okay, so... This is a short-term, temporary, remote role. That's a lot of qualifiers, right? Short-term, temporary, seems redundant actually there, but that's how they labeled it, so I'm saying it. Uh, It's a remote role, and this may all not sound ideal, but hear me out. Burton, a well-known brand, is looking for an individual to assist them in keeping touch with our community through social media. In this role, you'll be primarily focused on social community coordination. Now, again, It's a short-term, like, two-month kind of gig, right? It's remote. So it can fit into where you are right now. This is a chance to prove yourself, gain experience, get the proverbial foot in the door of an amazing sports-connected company, network, all those kind of good things. Now, especially if you have a thing for winter sports, it's a really good match. If you're in winter sports and marketing, why wouldn't you take an opportunity like this? Start to picture a role like this developing into a full-time gig in Vermont, one of my favorite states in the United States. And Burlington, if you haven't been there, is a super cool city, and that's where uh, Burton is. I know it's temp remote to start, but why wouldn't you go into it thinking, hey, the worst thing that happens here is I get something really cool on my resume, I meet some more people, and I put a little cash in my pocket. The best thing that happens is I really start to establish myself, build a brand that they want to be associated with, and get a full-time gig. I think if you have the right attitude, this could be a really cool opportunity. Job number three. 
integrated marketing manager at FanDuel. Now look, this is a great gig, but I'm bringing it up for another reason. Yes, to brag. Right before Christmas, I got a call from a PR company saying that the co-founder of FanDuel, Nigel Eccles, would like to be a guest on your podcast. Now, when respected people reach out to be a guest, that is always pretty amazing. But the co-founder of a multi-billion dollar sports entity? Uh, yeah. So when would Nigel like to schedule? Sure, I'll be there. was kind of my attitude. Um, So it's super cool. I interviewed Nigel prior to Christmas. It was absolutely incredible. And that will air next Wednesday. This Wednesday, having Matt Resnick, talent acquisition manager, former talent acquisition manager at Madison Square Garden Network. Um, at Madison Square Garden, actually, a company. So it's it's the Rangers. It's it's uh, the, um, the Rangers, the Knicks, MSG as a whole. Like He's totally been involved in all of it. And Matt, it was an incredible, incredible interview that you guys are going to love. Uh, so we'll do that one this Wednesday and then Nigel the following Wednesday. So the job as an integrated marketing manager is super cool. But really, I just wanted to promote the upcoming interview and feel cool for a moment. So I hope that worked. And that is the stat line. All right, let's jump into today's question. Thanks to Kendra from Alabama for submitting this one. Hey, Brian, I'm a new listener to the podcast, and I am amazed. I truly am. There are other people out there trying to charge good money for the type of information and interviews you and WorkinSports.com provide for free. And frankly, yours are better and free. Thank you so much. Note to all the new listeners. I am much more likely to read your question if there is flattery involved. Okay, back to Kendra's question. I've heard a lot of people pontificating that 2021 will be vastly different for job seekers, but then they speak in vague terms about what that means. Well, I'm going to ask you pointedly, what do you think? Will 2021 be a different job seeking experience in the sports industry? And if so, how? Well, that's a biggie. Right, Kendra, that's a big, big question. But I'm all about, I, I know everybody that listens routinely to this knows that I'm very focused on actionable advice. I don't like to speak in vague terms or in vagaries or anything of that nature. I like to speak super specifically and really get into the weeds and try to give you all things you can do with information rather than just hypothesize and act like some sort of a researcher. So here are my big takes for 2021. And of course, I'm not saying that I know everything. This isn't some sort of a look at me moment. What I'm saying is I have enough experience in the industry and I've talked to enough other people that these seem to be trends that will be a part of 2021 and it will be different. Okay. Number one, the hiring practices that were adopted for 2021, I'm sorry, for 2020 will be here to stay. So what I mean by that is there were a lot of adjustments we made as an industry to adapt to coronavirus. And you know what happened? we figured out they worked pretty well. So what I'm talking about specifically are virtual interviews, Zoom interviews, AI, filtering tech, matching technology, and let's, let's, I'll dig into those a little bit. So virtual interviews. Now, I personally do not love these, but I know a lot of recruiters and hiring managers that do. What they will do is they'll get in their batches of resumes and they'll put, cull the list down to a manageable number and they'll send out an email link to those, let's say it's 20 people. They'll send out an email link inviting them to a virtual interview and it doesn't actually take place with a person. It is literally a computer system and you will be 
asked a question. So you'll show up and you'll go do this virtual interview and you'll be presented an interview uh, question on the screen and they'll say you have 30 seconds to get your thoughts together and then it's going to start recording and then you'll have a minute to answer or something along that nature, some sort of parameters. And so essentially this is a way to automate the process of early interviews. And so someone has to then be able to articulate themselves in this process in a shorter amount of time and be convincing and be charismatic and make good eye contact and do all those good things. Now, I don't love these because I personally think hiring should be a very personal thing. But as an initial phase to start weeding people out and to start understanding who could and could not may not be a match or have the right skill set or fit culturally, a lot of recruiters and hiring managers like virtual interviews and now they love them. They liked them before and then as they really started to invest in them this past year, they've really started to adapt that way. Um, again, the best things you can do in those kind of situations is understand what's going to be asked of you so nothing is a surprise and then be ready to put your best foot forward and be concise and edit and show the best parts of yourself, like be confident and show some show some charisma and make good eye contact and speak correctly and well and, and just try to do your best in that situation. You can't prepare for what questions are going to ask you. All you can do is prepare your attitude and your comfort in the system. Um, I can get into more details on that if other people have more questions. I have other things you should be doing for that, but I'm not going to belabor that too long. Uh, also, Zoom interviews. Uh, a lot less phone interviews and a lot more face-to-face -face Zoom interviews. Since, since the video technology has improved so much and the ability to really see and connect with somebody, I mean why not do that instead of a phone interview? You can see somebody's body language. You can see their ability to make eye contact. There's a lot more you can learn from seeing somebody during a conversation than you can from just a phone interview. And um, you also are putting them a little bit more on the spot. They can't, there's nowhere to hide on a phone interview. You might be able to like be shuffling through papers or looking around or asking somebody else to help you. You can't get away with that on a Zoom interview. So in some ways you can, but not all the times. So again, I think that's a technology that, here's, that is here to stay. I also think there's a greater emphasis on efficiency, and so you'll see a lot more artificial intelligence in finding the right matches, filtering technology, matching technology, et cetera. We're developing a ton of matching technology ourselves, um, and it's super cool. I actually really like that stuff. Okay, second point that I think is a trend for 2021, remote work is here to stay. Now, I've been working remote for about seven years now. I'm based out of Philadelphia area. My company, WorkInSports.com, the greatest sports job board in the world, is the, com the company's based in Phoenix, and we have staff in Canada and Oregon and Florida. We're all kind of spread out. We've been working in a remote sense for a long time. And my wife actually works remote as well. And when she first broke away from her um, company that she was working for, they all treated it, and it was seven years ago for her as well. Her company, which is a huge, you know, publicly traded, you know, top billion dollar corporation was like, I don't know how comfortable we are with this remote working thing. And then she did it and she did it really well. And they were like, oh, that's cool. That works pretty well. Well, now expand that out to every organization. They, my wife's company learned that remote workers can work not anything what tied into coronavirus just because she was doing it. Well, now tie that into every single organization out there having to go remote. So they all had these test cases, right? They all had to actually put it into action. And in doing so, what they realized was, huh, 
this actually works really well. People are really effective. There's less time wasted on commutes, less time wasted here, there. They can be really efficient in the way they work in a remote setting. So there's some jobs that can't be remote. Like you can't be a remote, you know, uh, event manager. Like that's not going to work. But there's some jobs that can be. So look for more remote jobs to be here, especially in tech-related companies. Um, and and that is a trend of the future. So get your home office set up and ready to go if you like working remote. I do. Okay, number three. Uh, this is one you're probably not going to love to hear, but the competition in 2021 is going to be fierce. A lot of great, great, great people have lost their jobs. And it's, you know, you say layoffs and people think to themselves like, oh, well, maybe they'll want me back someday. And ESPN laid me off, but maybe they'll ask me to come back. And that doesn't usually happen. What usually happens is people leave and they go on to other places. And so all these people that lost their jobs or became furloughed, um, are going to be all out there at the same time. There's no like small, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. They all are happening at the same time and everybody's going to be out there looking. Plus you're adding new graduates. You're adding people that want to transfer into the sports industry because they had a revelation that they didn't like their other job or their other career path. Competition is going to be fierce this year. It is. So make sure you are super dialed in to what the industry needs and the direction the industry is headed. That's important, and we talk about it all the time. So go back and listen to more podcasts if you're not sure what that answer is. Okay, number four. I believe diversity, inclusion, and equity will continue to have more meaning and impact. Now, obviously, it has a ton of meaning and impact already. But what I mean by that is these roles are five years or less old, right? A lot of them are. A lot of companies and organizations are hiring their first people in these roles or have hired their first people in these roles in the last two to three years. There's been like a feeling out process to understand, well, what is that role? What do we expect out of that role? How are they changing things here? Do they have a room? At the, do they have a seat at the huge organizational C-level table? Are they making huge leadership decisions? And the answer to those is, are yes, right? But we had to get here. So in the last four or five years, I feel like it's been very exploratory. You know, people have been taking on roles in diversity and inclusion, making a real tangible change. And now it's like, okay, we need to invest more in this. We need to do more with this. We need to grow this avenue. So I think these roles will be continue to have more meaning and impact within the organizations. And I think that's a really good thing. Uh, number five lost track. Number five, the gig economy, the temp, the freelance, the contract work will also grow. I think you're going to see a lot more of the upworks of the world where it's going to be freelance marketplace, contract work, temp opportunities, and more people that do, you know, three months here, six months there, project work here, multiple projects going on at once. I think you're going to see those opportunities continue to grow in multiple industries, but especially in sports. Um, I have a friend, J.D. Pruce, who is a fantastic TV producer, and he works on American Ninja Warrior and other other shows, and he lives in a world that's pretty much freelance. It's not like he's a full-time employee of American Ninja Warrior. He does a season with them, and then he goes and does these other jobs, and he goes and does those other jobs. That's how the TV production world tends to work. They don't tend to be full-time benefits, you know, clock in, clock out kind of gigs. You tend to work seasonally on a show and then move on to another one. I think that kind of mentality is going to expand out into the sports industry and you're going to see more temp freelance contract work type opportunities. I think those will continue to grow and I think you'll see more of those on our job board as well. Um, 
Oh, back to the remote work part. Matter of fact, we've added this update to our site and to our search parameters. We've added the ability to search for just remote work, right? So you can go in and conduct a search filter and just click on a tab to have it show you only remote jobs because we're seeing so much more demand there. Why not separate that out for people that are looking for that specifically? So rather than looking just by location, you can say, well, show me all the remote jobs too. Um, so now I'm going out of order, but I thought that was an important note to make. Okay. And the final point I want to make for 2021, certain sectors are going to grow rapidly in the sports industry and certain other ones that are um, maybe tried and true are going to start to fall off some. Now, what do I mean by that? Sales jobs are going to pick up. Sales will always, always, always be important uh, because that's directly related to revenue and that is directly related to business success. Now, um, they will pick up because we're going to start to see fans back in. And when fans come in, it's not just ticket sales, it's suite sales, it's partnership deals, it's sponsorship deals. There's going to be a lot of sales that are going to need to happen. And I would imagine that the, a lot of corporations will over-index. They'll hire more than they normally would because there's a gap to make up. You know, there's, there's going to be high demand and, and, and just supply is going to be there. And they're just going to try to over, over, overdo it. Um, I also believe jobs in data uh, and tech-based innovation are going to go through the roof. We're going to continue to see growth there. Tech-based innovation, especially as it connects to fan experience. I think what we're seeing, and one of the podcasts that I always recommend everybody listening to is my interview with Josh Walker from Sports Innovation Lab. Uh, the president of Sports Innovation Lab, he makes the case that you know sports fans don't just go and sit in a seat anymore and watch a game for two hours or four hours or whatever it may be. Or if it's Yankees, Red Sox, 10 hours. Um, they don't just do that. They expect a different type of experience. They expect to wander around the arena. They expect to have their second screen experience. They expect to have, you know, a connected community and they expect to have environments within the arena and they, they just want to have a different fan experience. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities and in innovation as it gets to fan experience and especially as it relates to younger audiences. That's a big one. Okay. Also revenue optimization, the data and business analysis behind the scenes of organizations to maximize their business and revenue opportunities. Huge. Those were areas we continue to grow. And one final one that I think will continue to grow because of names, images, and likeness legislature. And if you're not familiar with that, I've talked about it a lot, but real quick synopsis, student athletes are going to be able to make money. Um, they can make money off their name, image, and likeness starting in 2021. There's legislation being passed for that. And because of that, there will be a lot more marketing agency opportunities that are directly on the athlete side. And it also means agents could grow because there's going to be more opportunities to help student athletes and get in with them earlier. And you're going to see a broadening of the audience because you are going to see you know, I use this example repeatedly, but you're going to see a, a wrestler at Iowa who's built up a huge social profile from themselves and is monetizing it. And that person may never have had a need for an agent or for a marketing agency prior. But now that they can monetize their experience and their voice and their brand, they need those advisors. They need people on their side. So I think there's going to be huge opportunity there. So those are just some of the trends that I see for 2021. I think it's a really important conversation. And I'm glad that we're having it. As you have questions that you want handled on this podcast, you can email me, bclap at workinsports.com, or you can join our um, 
Oh, yeah, that's B-C-L-A-P-P at workinsports.com. Um, or you can join our private Facebook group, which is you can join by searching for the Work in Sports podcast on Facebook, which is another great way to be part of our community. Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn and ask a question there. So all kinds of ways to ask me questions. And uh, I like answering your questions, so fire them away. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned for more episodes this week and a big January. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Let's hit 2021.